Chris Stoner is the owner of Baltimore Sports and Life. BSL is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Baltimore Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, and the University of Maryland. Other parts of BSL include the networking events, Baltimore Metro Business Development, BMBD, the Business Development Group Paysetters, and the site Baltimore 2029, which aims to celebrate the best of Charm City as Baltimore nears its 300th anniversary. This show will be utilized for discussion on sports and Baltimore as a whole. Discuss the show at the BSL message board and check out the other BSL radio offerings. Hello and welcome into the Chris Sterner Show. I am joined today by Dan Zimborski, senior writer of Fangraphs, also an ESPN uh, contributor. Dan, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well today. How are you, sir? Doing good. Baseball is back, at least uh, hopefully. Uh, summer training on the way. Uh, right now, kind of embracing the weird. Uh, you've got the uh, geographical element, the expanded rosters, uh, universal DH, and the uh, the extra inning rule. So which of these new elements intrigue you the most, Dan? I, I, I don't know what, what, what what's, what's going to be the weirdest. Uh, it's, it's just going to be such an odd season. I think the extra innings on some level is going to be the hardest and the weirdest and the strangest. Uh, because, I mean, even if the season's short, it's still, you know, essentially baseball is the same sport. Uh, it's just less of it. Uh, but the idea of this whole ghost runner thing, uh, is kind yeah. of what it is. It's like what you did when you were a kid playing wiffle ball and you didn't have enough people to play. You'd say, oh, we, we have a runner on second there. So yeah, I, not, I always liked that as a kid when you said, "Yeah, well, the ghost runner beat the play." So that was uh, <laughs> yeah, there was always a dispute. It was never a yes. clean, uh, <laughs> clean result. Uh, yeah, that that'll take some getting used to. That feels a little quirky to me. I'm, uh, you know, the universal DH that felt like just a matter of time. Uh, mm-hmm. The expanded rosters to me, you know, while it's starting off at thirty, and then I believe it's twenty eight after. 15 games and then 26 the remainder of the year. I think initially that can have a fair amount of impact. I know we were going to the 26-man roster no matter what here in the 2020 season, but up to a 30-man roster, uh, it seems like that can impact uh, the play at least early on. So I'm interested to see that. I like I like large rosters. I think uh, I think you justify having a 30-man roster normally as long as there was you know a picture limit simply because – I don't want teams to come with 18 pictures and every game is like a Red Sox Yankee August game. Yeah. From perspective of an Orioles fan, given the uh, severe limitations of the, <laughs> of the, of the rotation, uh, a bullpen, a little added depth there. Uh, it could be uh, helpful at least. So fan this morning, you had the updated zips projections. Uh, Orioles uh, have the toughest projected strength schedule understandable given uh, the rest of the East uh, American league and facing the national league East uh, they're projected to finish 19 and 41. So in this limited sample, that is 60 games. How surprising would it be for you for the worst projected team in baseball, effectively the Orioles to finish or flirt with 500. Hey, Zips did give the Orioles like a 1% chance of making the playoffs, which is one of those things that can surprise you in a 60 game season. Cause I don't think people really, get how few games that is you don't really have to keep it together for that long say you you get like an unusually hot start to the season say you start like 12 12 and 2 or something 
Well, that's a quarter of the season at that point. Uh, you, you start 12 and two and I don't, I don't know if the Orioles really can, but uh, there, but there's no race. You're a contender at, 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 at that point. It, it, it's like right. starting every game. It's like starting the season on August 1st. And, right. and we've seen some odd things happen in two months. Uh, of course, the Orioles are still the worst team in baseball, but it would be interesting at least. Yeah, so at 5.38, uh, Neil Payne wrote about the, you know, again, how 60 games is not enough of uh, time to, you know, round the best team. But he also looked at really neither is 162 games. Uh, there is a variance levels, you know, even at that, uh, even over a course of a full season. So do you like the additional randomness that this year is going to provide? And, you know, for me, it's, uh, it's certainly – intriguing i don't know if you know i want to see you know 60 games of regularity but for, for this <laughs> for, for this year it, it's uh for me it, it seems pretty entertaining i think it's i mean it's 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 weird i mean again there's no way to get around it i i think i would uh if it wasn't necessary to start the season i think i'd be seriously disgruntled about it but i mean what it comes down to is this is what has to happen for us to have a year so in that context, I'm pretty cool with it because I want there to be, you know, a year. Uh, so I'm I, I'm 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 fine with everything. Uh, yeah, it's really really just embracing what it is, right? Yeah, I mean, it it it's just a lot of these changes I would not like to see in a normal season. I do not want to see a an extra inning man on second rule in a normal season. Uh, I, I think the biggest change is the designated hitter, and I think this is the end of of pitchers hitting completely. As you say, it was inevitable. Uh, I think it was always inevitable, but once we started having daily interleague play and giving you know National League rosters some additional problems planning their their rosters, I think that that kind of pushed everything forward and made everything move quicker. Yeah, while they're uh, you know kind of using this season as a yeah. Maybe a testing ground a bit. I was disappointed that it doesn't look like they're going to have uh, uh, the players mic'd up. I was hoping to, uh, to see that as well, especially without the uh, figure to be any fans in the stands. I thought that would be a, uh, something else they could do. But, uh, you know, so again, with Payne's article there, he ran a thousand simulations of 60 games uh, with 40 versus division, 20 versus corresponding geographic. Division. Uh, the best team won the World Series 145 times in those thousand simulations. Made the World Series 23 percent of the times. In comparison, versus in a 162 game season, the best team won 22 percent of the time. Made the World Series 32 percent of the time. So, uh, really, what I saw from from that article was the idea of those teams <laughs> maybe in that eight to 15 range. Uh, with their increased uh, chances of uh, of making the postseason, so I figure we go into those last two weeks of September, and you're going to have roughly you know twenty plus teams in uh, within reach of the uh, postseason. It's it's definitely possible. Uh, I had similar drops in World Series probabilities when I ran it in the Zips. Uh, I the Yankees went from like eighteen percent chance of making the Oh, not winning the World Series to about eight percent, and really that kind of thing hit all the teams. This is this is kind of the year in which talent means the least, which is just kind of weird. It, I know I say weird a lot, but 
I can't get around not using that word. Uh, I essentially, I, I do think that it helps the marginal teams quite a bit, uh, the ones who are on the edge of the playoff hunt. Because realistically, uh, the, the, uh, the Orioles, the Tigers, were always going to be you know, extreme long shots for the playoffs and still heavy underdogs even in very small seasons. But teams like the Rangers and the Angels and uh, uh, maybe the Rockies, the White Sox, teams that could make the playoffs but needed something to help them, this, this, this helps them because it's easier for a marginal team, so to speak, to keep it together for 60 games than 162. Uh, so... Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Tom Tanger's research says it takes about 67 games in a schedule to get to the point where a team's record is half skill and half a luck. So obviously we're in a 60-game season here in 20 if we finish. And so meaning uh, before that 67-game threshold, the randomness overshadows talent. Uh, for you and your projections, I'm kind of curious, will this limited season, limited sample have impact on – uh, 21 proje- projections, do you think? Uh, will it have, you know, the increased randomness that we will see here over 60 games? Will it uh, have tangible effect on uh, any projections going forward? I tend to think so, uh, but this was sort of odd, and I actually looked at this issue, I guess, about a month ago in a piece. I looked to see if projections were less accurate after the 1981 and 1995, st- or 1994 to 1995 strikes. And oddly, they didn't actually get worse. But in those cases, we went from 162 games to 110-ish games. Uh, Now we're going down to 60 games. And in that case, I do expect projections to simply be less accurate. There are more things we don't know. And there's not really any good way to fix that kind of thing. It's just the way it is. I wish uh, people were like, so how are you going to compensate for that? And I'm like... I, I'm I'm not. I'm just I'm just. We're all going to be sucky at, at, at suckier at at projecting things next year and and the year after. I just the question, of course, is: Do we get a normal year next year? I know they've said that maybe we have a vaccine at the end of the year, but if they don't, then next year could be just as weird as this one. Uh, I guess it depends a lot on how this year actually goes. Uh, Sure, we're trying to be uh, somewhat optimistic with summer training on the horizon, but it's, it's certainly, uh, you know, the viability of this season is certainly uh, to be determined whether or not we're able able to even finish a 20, but uh, we'll, we'll see there. So this year, essentially, you're going to have three different major leagues, uh, you know, with the East, Central, and West. Do you think there'll be any discernible talent difference between the leagues? Yeah, I, I have the central leagues as considerably worse. Uh, and I think I think the, the playoff system in a normal year we would say it's unfair because it, it kind of is. Uh, because you have this 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 the situation where teams are still competing in the standings against each other, but they don't have anywhere near the same schedules. The central teams get to play NL central teams and uh, not you know the east and west of the same the league. But they still get to rank against them in like you know wild card results, and that's that's kind of you know it it it's, it stinks in a lot of ways for those teams. Uh, again, it stinks in a way that they'd have a season, uh, but I I don't think that's going to be as that that pleasant, unfortunately. So one question for uh, fan graphs and the the war there. So 
Part of the uh, composite uh, ranking is defense. Uh, Orioles assistant GM Sig- uh, Medjol last year said that uh, UZR and defensive run saves basically had no current use due to the uh, combination of stat cast and defensive positioning. Uh, so if they have no value, uh, should we retire them as a component of F4? I'm I'm still not convinced about that. Uh, I think we still have a lot to know about the predict- predictive value of StatCast uh, data. Uh, but I think in the end, it is very promising. I don't think we're there yet, though. Uh, not there yet enough to replace uh, uh, UZR and uh, DRS. Is that the, the thought? That, that, that's my feeling right now. Yeah. Uh, so if there had been a 162-game season, you figure – uh, thinking about the Orioles a little bit, uh, Mount Castle probably would have been started the year at AAA. The Orioles would have been looking to get that additional year of service time uh, here in 20. You know, uh, should they be thinking more about getting that additional year of control or giving him uh, regular competition and at bats? Uh, the same thing really in the rotation where. Had they started the year on time, three-fifths of the Orioles' rotation would have been uh, Wojciechowski, LeBlanc, and Malone. Yuck. Uh, but, you know, so my kind of thoughts are with uh, Mountcastle, there's an opportunity in left. Uh, and then in the rotation, you have guys like Aiken and Kremer who are not uber prospects. I'm not overly worried about their particular control, but I'd rather see them uh, – yeah, one, I'd rather watch them, but two, I'll also just uh, think they need to be getting uh, uh, time and competition this year. What are your thoughts on how a team uh, like the Orioles should manage uh, guys like that? I, I, I really hope that they're not, not excessively uh, determined on worrying about the clocks because without actual minor leagues, it's harder to give these guys competitive at-bats or innings pitched. And I think that if they if you have a player like like Adley who has a very good shot at hitting major league pitching and it won't be completely you know destroyed by it i think you have to see value getting to see him in competitive games this year rather than saving the extra year uh i know there's been talk that mlb was was going to field like an a team a full team for each uh in the dominican league this winter and have kind of a weird offseason league but with the we don't know how the virus is going to go uh, uh, there, so we have no guarantee any of that'll happen either. Uh, so I think you have to look at these guys when you get a chance as soon as possible. Yeah, I mean you're bringing up Adley and really you know the top of the organization there, and of course you have the two uh, uh, pitchers underneath him, Rodriguez and Hall. Like I, you know, I really wasn't going to push so much for for that trio. Understanding uh, the experience was limited, but certainly would want to see them being involved in whatever expanded rosters are here and them getting in a camp and at least an inner squad. But again, uh, a question for across the game is how the development of those players are going to be impacted with that loss year. But uh, interesting point there, but I definitely really think, you know, uh, guys like Mount Castle, Aiken, Kramer, you know, or else have some other guys, Lofer, uh, Zimmerman, you know, the non – top prospects, but there's uh, those guys right on the verge. I, you know, I'll be pretty disappointed if they're not part of the uh, 
the overall roster, you know, really thinking about their development and just a loss a year. You just can't just have inner squad, but yeah. we'll, we'll see how that gets, uh, uh, works out. Um, really just wanted to finish up with, you know, with fan graphs, a little talk there. So, I mean, I know the site, uh, like every other uh, business pretty much in the country, they've been adversely affected by COVID and, uh, uh the loss of the or delay to the start of the 20 season, uh, there have been a couple of articles on the site about uh, ways people could help, either through uh, uh, memberships or donations. Just uh, if you can just give an overview of how the site is doing and how people could help, that'd be great. Yeah, uh, when when the baseball season went away, our advertising traffic went way down, uh, both because of the decline in the advertising market and uh, because simply people not as many people are coming in reading the site. Uh, we're hoping that ramps up as as we get towards whatever season we have uh but uh we we are we don't have a paywall intentionally so we have to be supported by advertising and our readers so if you're interested in supporting fan graphs uh we offer 20 dollars memberships and for 50 a year you can have the ads completely removed uh which if you've been to uh to uh, to the site uh and use it regularly those ads can get pretty annoying because uh, advertisers <laughs> are sort of annoying uh, so anything, if anyone who's interested in the site, we hope you check it out and, and help if you have the wherewithal to do so. I know a lot of people don't have that ability right now. I appreciate that. Encourage people to go out and, uh, support fan graphs, support Dan. Uh, I lied. We'll have one last question, Dan. So <laughs> the, uh, really any just thing on your mind that we haven't covered that, that you're kind of excited about here as baseball gets ramped back up. Uh, it, it, it's stupid, but I am happy. They couldn't come to a deal on uh, the, uh, the idea to have a 16 team playoffs. I really did not want a 16 team playoff. Just bring, uh, just bring everybody. Yeah. Point. Because that kind of thing, it, we might get stuck with that afterwards. Then we have 16 teams in the playoffs, which is just, it strikes me just as completely absurd uh, to have that many teams in the playoffs and in baseball because the season is so much more important in baseball than it is uh, in, in the NBA or the NFL. Uh, because, like, in the NBA, I mean, eight seeds don't really beat one seeds. But in baseball, it would happen, like, literally all the time. It would just make a mockery of things, I think. And I think it would end up cheap, cheapening uh, the, the, the whole concept of winning a World Series. Well, I lied once more. We got one more other question. <laughs> but uh, so this season, when you have the geographical uh, play as it is, East versus East, Central versus Central, West versus West, uh, and you have baseball not maximizing their revenues this year. I'm not going to say that they're losing money. I believe baseball's making plenty of money, uh, but we can agree that they didn't maximize their revenues for this year. There's been talk. Uh, Maury Brown had an article in Forbes about how expansion uh, could help the game and the amount of revenue to uh, new teams would generate and the, the payout to each uh, existing franchise, which I believe if there were two new expansion teams would be somewhere around 66 million. So a fairly significant chunk. Uh, what are your general thoughts on uh, both expansion and then uh, larger realignment, which I kind of think the play this year kind of can be a uh, a precursor to. Uh, personally, I'm, I I I I wouldn't mind expansion so long as we didn't end up with 
four team divisions. I hate four team divisions. You lower your odds considerably that that there's going to be an actual race in those divisions. Uh, I so I I'd like it if they would skip right to 36 and then they say, hey, it still makes sense to have six divisions because we can divide 36 divided by six. So so add four teams, not two, and you get more money that way. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know they'll actually do that. Uh, do an expansion simply because I think it's more lucrative to teams to have places to threaten to move to when they want their new stadiums uh, than to leave out all the uh, the 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 ex- just I I I, I uh, that I additional leverage. Yeah, there. yeah, certainly. Yeah, they don't they don't want that. They yeah. want that to have that leverage uh, to say. Hey, we we we're, we're just we're going to move to Portland or Las Vegas, and I'm not even sure these are actually probable places. I think that if baseball expands, they should probably put another team in the New York area uh, and probably a team in in North Carolina somehow. Uh, I'm not sure whether Charlotte or Raleigh Durham would be better. Maybe you could build something in between them. I'm not really familiar with the traffic situation in North Carolina, so I can't say that for sure. Uh, I I. I just, I just don't want four team divisions. I guess is what it comes down to. Dan, thanks for joining us today. Uh, sorry for the additional questions, but always great picking your mind. You've been a, a great supporter for us and the site. Much appreciated. Enjoy the start of the year here. Thanks for having me on, Chris. Always fun. Take care.